What does it take to get beyond the damage of words? I'm Katrina Collier. Join me each week as I explore what it takes to step into a happier future. My guests are sharing their stories of when they realized that they needed help and what it took to take that first step so that you leave inspired and maybe even start on your own path to self-love, care, compassion, and of course, happiness. So without further ado, let's hear their stories. Tim Roberts, welcome to Beyond the Damage of Words podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, One, because you're one of my favorite humans because of the fact we don't actually speak. We just send signs back and forth to each other (laughs) of obnoxious signs that people have written. It's just like, I don't even remember why we started doing that, but it makes my day. Every time I, ah, there's a message from Tim with an obnoxious sign. Yeah, it's just like every time I see a laminated sign, I think of Katrina, try and get a picture of it and send it to you. I feel quite special because they're usually in bathrooms or something, aren't they? They say, don't flash paper down. Anyway, it's all good. It's all good. (laughs) So thank you for joining me. Um, Because I know you've been on quite a journey. Um, and we're going to talk about that. But like, what what made you start the healing process? As you know, here we just get on with it. So yeah, I like <laughs> it. Let's go. get straight Thank into you. it. Uh, what made me start the healing process? It's yeah. I, I describe it as an equation for me, which was yeah. anxiety plus stress equals severe depression. Mm. That that was the moment yeah. for me. That the big. I guess catalyst within that because I'd had anxiety for a number of years. I'd always suffered with stress. Mm. Um, I think I'd had depression for a long time and I'd just never vocalized it. I'd never asked somebody. The big thing for me is mm. that in 2018, I would call it my anus uh, marabolus. Is that the right word? It was a horrible year, basically. Ooh. I was in this complete cycle. What, 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 what was it called? Anus, anus marabolus. I'm trying to be clever and oh. say like the uh, the Latin title for it, but I might I might be getting that completely oh. wrong. Um, but so yeah, in that year I was in this cycle, and ultimately what that was mm. leading me to was suicidal thoughts. So for me, I was every oh, day wow. carrying this round of I wanted to die, I wanted to kill myself, I wasn't good enough, um, people are better off without me, uh, I've made a mess of my life, and it was hard because. That's not true. I've, I'm happily married. I've got two brilliant kids at the time. I, I was in good employment, you know, it, and that that added to that equation of that severe depression because I was in that cycle of asking, why me? I must be so stupid. I've got all these things. There's other people worse off than me and I'm suffering from this. And so that was the moment really. And and the big reason for that is I don't know why. I mean, this was in a, a cycle where, you know, I was sudden a train platform thinking, you know, when that, when that, announcement gets made this train does not stop at this platform my head then would say well I could jump under that train this is an opportunity I'd be in a supermarket or a chemist even with my kids thinking I could buy a load of strong painkillers cocoa whatever it might be and I I I didn't want to feel like this yet that's what was going on you know I famously sat in work and wrote down on a post-it note how I could kill myself the lies I could tell to my wife so I didn't come home for a certain amount of time where I could go the alcohol, the pill, all that sort of stuff. And I don't know why a particular day, in a, in, which was a bad day, I, I had this thought of, this is bullshit. I I don't want yes. to die. I have so much to live for. I have so much to be grateful for. I want to go home and I want to stop being the miserable sod around my wife and kids. You know, I was, I was spending days in bed, the typical yeah. depressive really, which I think was a culmination of, like I say, what I, I think it, I What does it feel like 
What does it feel like? Is it is it I sort of think of it as like if you were to describe it, is it like a black tar that's almost that's yeah. how I always think of it. Not that I, I, think, I, I can't say I've ever had it actually, surprisingly. I, I think black that's how I tar think is it. a good way. Yeah, it feels like you're stuck. It feels like even though you're in this moment where there might be a lot of vibrant colours and a lot of people around you, you feel yeah. frozen. You, you feel like you're not really there right, in your yeah. own head. And even in a conversation with somebody, I remember I went to one of my cousin's weddings that summer um, before I decided to get help. And I remember back in the days when I used to smoke and I, and I was with my wife and kids and my mum and dad and all my family there and everything. And my uncle Nobed was there and all the wonderful people in my family as well were there. And I went outside yeah. for a cigarette and I, and, and, and I was outside on my own at the hotel. I, I, I think I'd made it work that way. People were probably eating the meal and I excused myself. And I remember just being stood outside and thinking, I'm here, but I'm not. This is a great day. What's wrong with me? And and that feeling of like, I've got to go back inside now and pretend that I'm okay. And, you know, it was that. And, and that was exhausting. I mean, anybody listening to this who's it been is. through anything where you're pretending that you're okay, oh my God, it is exhausting. Masks. Yeah. And, it, masks is yeah. and the black tar, the, the darkness, the heaviness, you know, I'd wake up some mornings and mm. just be like, I, I I just don't want to get out of bed because I just feel weighed down with this. So that was the trigger when I got to that moment. And like I say, just luckily, I'm very, very lucky. I don't know where that thought came from in that moment. I do now. I now know it was my emotional intelligence. Yeah, in that moment, it just came from somewhere. And luckily that led me down the, you know, as as we were trying to put, I took the step. That, so, that's what made me take the step was that thought yeah. of this is bullshit. I don't want to feel like this. As my... As anyone who's going to read my memoir is going to discover, my mother's first husband did suicide and left my okay. oldest brother and sister. And yeah. then my mother married my father, who never really loved her as her first husband did, and then had my brother and I. And I always say I grew up in the ripple of a suicide. So yeah. on behalf of everybody in your ripple, thank you for taking oh, the step you. instead. And also for being here now and sharing this for someone who hears it and goes, gosh, I feel like that. That yeah, I I just I, I, that's all I ever think when I hear that somebody has suicided is I just think of that ripple. I wasn't even direct descended; it wasn't my father, and it massively yeah. impacted all of us. So, thank you for not doing that. Thank you for thank taking. You. So, what was it like when you got got to that moment and you went, "Okay, I got a call, got to phone a friend." Um, yeah, I didn't I, do that. Remember? Um, so I'm always like, I had those years where I just didn't. So I'm always curious, what made you do it and how did it feel when you did? Um, what made me do it was that realisation. Um, so uh-huh. the first thing I did was I wrote a letter um, yep. to myself. I, I literally sat yep. in work. I went, I'm just going downstairs to do something and, and sat there and wrote a letter. And then I sent it to my wife. And my wife knew I wasn't right. Um She'd mentioned before, you know, she'd actually asked me in the months building up to this, do you think you might have depression? And of course, that's like, no, I'm fine. I'm just having a bad, you know, I'm in a bad mood or work shit or, you know, whatever yeah. excuse I used. There's too much, and, um, there's something around that word, isn't there? You'd go into denial. No, I don't want to own yeah. that word. You know, yes. Yeah. yeah right. That's not me. There's, I'm. I'm. Uh, you fight it. And it. I mean, I actually emailed it to my wife. God bless her. While she was in work. Now that might sound like a quite selfish thing to do. Yet yeah, in that moment, and and me being the person that I am, mm-hmm. 
if I've got an idea, I get on and do it. So what I didn't want yeah. to do was kind of carry that around with me all day or message my wife and say, I really need to talk to you tonight. I mean, plus we've got two kids. So it's also hard that you get home from work. Yeah. The, the kids don't understand that mum and dad need to talk about something. You know, they, they want mm. to show you a Barbie doll or talk to you about whatever it might be. So, yeah. so I just, I, for me, it was that, Right, send, and, and my wife was so understanding. She messaged me and, you know, she upset and said, why don't we just both go home from work? And I said, no, I want to see the day out. And it went from there. We got home and my wife encouraged me, shall we say, to go and see a GP, um, which yeah. it it worked, not in the way the GP suggested because they wanted me to go on antidepressants. I was I was adamant I wasn't doing that. Now, look, antidepressants work for a lot of people. I know they're important. Mm-hmm. I was determined mm-hmm. not to do it. They also don't work for a lot of people. Uh, yes. And I... By fluke, um, I've I've had two operations on my back, and as part of the yeah. pain killing process leading up to those operations, the, mm. the, I was prescribed a pill that I didn't know at the time was an antidepressant. It basically gets you to sleep because it cuts the nerves off that the pain sends to your brain. So it was great at the time, but my god, I got hangover taking those pills. I remember going into work and feeling like, yeah. and I've had some hangovers from alcohol, trust me, and this was worse <laughs> than any of them. And so it, I was yeah. I was like, I don't want antidepressants because they'll send me worse. So so I spoke to yeah. GP, they they listened to me, they diagnosed me with severe depression. Um I told them I didn't want pills, so they referred me to some therapist and counselor. And I went I went through the motions with that at first and ultimately it ended up I had two great conversations. And then because there's very little funding in therapy, um, for, for somebody like me, the when, NHS. When, yeah. yeah, because I don't have PTSD, just for example, it's yeah. very, very hard for them to help a man of a certain age who isn't really considered to have this, you know, diagnosable uh suffering or mental health whatever it might yeah. be you know I, I, I guess I, with P- with PTSD there's a moment they can like yes and, and you said you couldn't find the moment well sorry you said that before you came on air I should say that, that you, you, know, yeah, you yeah. couldn't find a moment to justify yeah. the, that would have made it yeah. hard for them yeah and I, and I never have for that moment I've not gone searching for it because when I did therapy and I tried it with a charity I've also paid yeah. for a couple of different counsellors over the years as well what I found was I, I didn't find the benefit of looking for the reason. And, and that's a lot about my personality. It's, I'm ambitious, I'm driven, yeah. so I'll, I'm future-focused. So what I found when I was doing that, I just got frustrated because I went looking for how do I move forward from this? And all I got was questions yeah. about to explore it. Why do you think you felt like that? What might have caused that? And I was mm. a bit like, I want to move forward. So... So, yeah, it, I mean, it all stemmed from speaking to my wife. It, and it is, you know, look, this message that sometimes goes out there about mental health where right this campaign's encouraging just to speak to somebody, it's so important that people take notice of that because that that's yeah. what saved me. That was the first thing that made me go, this so is okay did... to talk about. Yeah. And you did talk to someone. You just chose yeah. a path forward, which is fine. Yeah. It's funny, every time, you said this and before we came on as well, there is a book called It Didn't Start With You, which I really think that you should read because mm. I have a feeling it's going to really resonate because I've, okay. I just, you know, with my my weird feelings, I get that this isn't, because you said that you can't pinpoint anything in your life to, that would lead you to this point. So I have a feeling you'll find it's in the genetics. It's a really it, fascinating yes. book anyway. It, it so could be. Just um, have, have a read. Members of my close family have also suffered with depression and mental health 
issues, yeah. challenges, definitely. There's a lot of it. generational trauma coming down as well. So yeah, 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 it could be, and it. Um, I so, mean, you know, whether it goes back to I was bullied as a kid, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, you know, it could be something like that. For me, I, it was about I've got to move forward because I, I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to kind of almost go, okay, let's stop everything and find out what this is. And look, that works for some people. It's really, really important that Absolutely. I'm talking about what works for me. I felt yeah. that there was power in, I can take control. I can choose how to respond to this. You know, one of the things mm-hmm. I say to people that talk about my mental health is my emotional intelligence saved my life. And what I did through yeah. speaking to my wife first, um, and then by speaking to my best friend, and all my best mate did was listen to me. That's 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 all he did. You know, I speak to him about it now, and he's like, "I didn't do anything." I'm like, "You listened to me, mate. That's all I needed." And that did he listen without me... judgment as well? Yes, yeah, that's really important. So that's what he did was he listened without judgment, and you know, from then on, and still to this day, you know, he checked in with me, and that gave me the confidence to then go and speak to some other close friends, and you know, they listened yeah. without judgment. They said, you know, it's it's okay, and that. That gave me the courage to then go and speak at events about it and, and share my story. And the the big thing for me was that piece around I can choose how to respond to my thoughts and feelings. So even in the darkest days, mm-hmm. I could I could choose to go, okay, this is what would help me right now. This is what would help me right now. And that allowed me to take control and say, actually, I don't need to sit and take this. I can make my world be what I want my world to be. There was great power yeah. that came from it. And, I, you know, this is what, I mean. It's interesting. Was... Go on, sorry. Sorry. No, <laughs> I go you go, you, you go. It's all right. I'm really good at that. <laughs> no, no, because it's funny because we, we, we went different paths, but both of the paths involved having to recognize what you were saying to yourself, basically, like, you know, yes. what's going on in the head. And yeah. I've had times where I've had to consciously go, why are you thinking that? Stop it. Like, and I, I would yeah. do something like think about my dog. I would have a specific thing that I would take me into the present and into something really lovely instead yeah. of whatever it was. And it's, you're doing a similar thing. You've just worked out almost how to do it on your own, yes. it sounds like. Yes, a lot of that. A lot of it came from the books that I read, the work that I do. So, as a leadership mm. coach and specialising in emotional intelligence, I, you know, mm. I, I had an understanding of it. I'm yeah. an NLP practitioner, so I, I had an understanding of yeah. it. And yes, through other people's help. So, coaching's helped me a great deal. I have an unbelievable yeah. coach who gives me the chance to come up with little strategies and gives me the space to think about it and the space to challenge myself to talk things through and. You know, to be okay mm. that I'll have bad days. I think that's the big thing now. You know, five years on from that that moment, mm. those bad days are less and less. The last five years haven't been all blue skies and sunshine. I've I've had some really t- challenging times. Yet mm. I'm now able to respond better. I'm now able to recognize it and you know not allow it to to get. Over. You know, the things you said there actually. There's a lot of things that it can be simple things to me like. Right, I know I'm in a bit of a mess at the moment. So for an hour, just go listen to music and read read a book. Go mm. for a walk. Sometimes it might be 
just have a glass of wine with your wife and chill out. I'm, I'm not suggesting mm-hmm. I don't I don't self medicate. That's the like alcohol isn't the answer. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it is. Do you know what? I just need to sit here, have a glass of wine, and just tell you a bit of shit. <laughs> you know, and just relax yeah. and but kind of throw it's it the all talking, out. Yeah, isn't it? You're still talking, and she's still it, listening, yes. and it, yeah, it's, yeah. And it's that bit of almost going. So the wine is the bit of this doesn't need to be a serious conversation. You know, I just need mm. to say that I'm having a bit of struggle at the moment. And mm. so, that it, you know, it could be things like that. It could be has it, go, go out with my mate. Has it, it helped your be... relationship? Have you, has it, have you grown closer because you're now much more open and honest rather than trying to keep yeah. that mask up? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think it. the big thing that's helped is my awareness. So it, my wife can kind of say, all right, you're having a bad day or do you just want to go and chill out? And, I, and then I don't, I don't take offense at that <laughs> because I know what she's trying to do is help me. <laughs> you know, I know yeah. that she might just make subtle hints sometimes. So yeah, definitely. And it allows yeah. us when we might have a difficult thing to talk about, um, you know, yeah. I don't know, our parents aren't getting any younger, kids are getting older, whatever it might be. Mm. We're much mm. able to just, talk about it quickly and move on i think that's probably the thing that it's helped in our relationship it doesn't fester you know sometimes i have to be the one that says oh sorry i've been a dickhead here let's just stop let's just chill out you know and and i think that's the big thing it's helped with is the awareness whereas in the past i think before i heard the words from a gp you've got severe depression i was probably seeking an excuse or blaming other things like like we do you know blaming Mm -hmm. work and you know, it's other people's fault and this isn't fair and, you know, trying to look for a way out. The reality is I was just in that horrendous cycle of depression and fighting it, whereas when I got yeah. it out in the open, it's okay. That's what it is. It's okay that, you know, and, and now a big thing for me is I can see the warning signs. So I, I know mm-hmm. that I, I can see in my past I was building up to it. So that might have been where I got myself run down. I tried to do too much, yeah. both socializing and in work or doing trying to do too much for the kids, mm. trying to do too much for the people, thinking I could do everything. And then eventually mm. it it just it cuts you down, doesn't it? it? It just stops you in your tracks. Yeah. So I can see that so, now and I'll say no to things better What are better some of now. those signs? Is it just exhaustion or is it when you're not swimming in the morning or like what are the, yeah. what are the signs? What do you yeah, so it can coming? be exhaustion. It can be um, the first signs you might be getting a bit of an illness or a cough or a sore throat. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's mm-hmm. a bit of a warning sign for me because in the past I've kind of thought, oh, I'll be yeah. all right, you know, and then go away for work for a week, driving up and down the country and then come home and spend two nights out with my friends or my yeah. wife and then suddenly on the Sunday and Monday you're half dead. So it, it's little things yeah. like that. It's the motivation. If I'm not feeling that motivated, then okay, check in why. And and the, the check-in for me mm-hmm. there is what's the reality of this situation? Am I not motivated because I'm yeah. knackered from the last two weeks or whatever it might be, or I'm overwhelmed? Mm-hmm. Or is the reality I'm not that motivated because the work I'm doing this week isn't at 100% of fulfillment for me? You know, I might be at home for yes. a couple of days without any calls or – I might, I might mm. be doing a bit of work that just doesn't really excite me, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know that. So it, it, it's checking in on yeah, that. The quarterly vat. 
Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it is. It, sometimes I know as well for me there's a sign of if I've got something big on the horizon, like building up to my first book being yeah. published last year, oh, my God, how my publisher yeah. didn't kill me. I don't know. My wife didn't kill me. When I And I was the same, actually, when I was turning 40, uh, uh, coincidentally, in 2018. Although if anybody asks, I'm 39. Um, that, because that was on the horizon. Well, older than you, even with that math. So. <laughs> but, yeah, it, when, when I've got something big on the horizon that's really important to me, I know yeah. that that starts, the, the anticipation of it starts to manifest mm. itself. And, you know, if something then happens, like a client changes a day or my wife starts asking me about things that I'm thinking that's not important right now. It triggers the stress. So there's, there's that I'm trying to build up to that is, is that bit of, okay, I know I've got this really, so I, I'm, it's, it's happening to me at the moment. I've got a really, really big program starting in November with a new client, a big coaching program. Mm-hmm. And it's just in the back of my mind. So I have to just remind myself, it's okay. You've got that day booked in yeah. to sort everything out. You've got a call with a client November will happen. Enjoy what's coming between then and now. You know, take the time now to relax, conserve energy before you're L for lever. Exactly. And also um, a few things that I do around that as well is like um, I'll often panic, like, oh, my God, I haven't got enough time. It's like, well, hang on. You had enough time that time. And remember when you put that presentation yes. together and it only took an hour and you thought it'd take all day. Like, and I just, I, I, Michelle Zelly used to call it evidence to the contrary. And it's like telling yeah. them all in a voice, well, well, here's some evidence to the contrary. And it's like, whoosh, calm down. Yeah. Kind of, and it still like brings you back to the moment again. And like, you're just panicking and you yeah. always have enough time and you always do a great job. And everyone's, yeah. you know, and it's, yeah, and it's, everyone's been happy with your work. And it's just like reminding, yeah. It's almost having a list so that when you know you're going yeah. to go through that as it gets closer and panic and go, yeah, I always have enough time and actually I am ready. And Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, I like that. Actually, it, 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 the evidence piece I think is a great way of looking at it. I, I always mm. think about it, it. So I have a concept called uh, your bullshit factory. And that's come yep. from my experiences with mental health and it comes from working with leaders and everything else that mm-hmm. I see happening. So for me, it's that moving from bullshit to truth. So just using that as an example there, you're yes. right. That For me, that thing on the horizon in November, yep. the evidence is I've done that before. The client wants me yeah. to do it. I know I've got time. And yeah. actually what I really know is those two days will be two of the best days of this year because I'm really excited to work with this client. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been building up yeah. to it. I've been talking about it for probably two years. We get on brilliantly they want me because the way I do things so yeah I think that's a nice thing to look at is moving Mm. that bullshit truth and I think something that is a bit similar to that yes (laughs) yeah well take your own advice isn't it you know a great great friend of mine Danny Seals said that to me years ago Tim take your own I was stressing out about this conference I was speaking at and you know he said to me Tim take Mm. your own advice and that's that's a big big thing for me is Actually, yeah. almost stopping and going, right, if my mate came to me or if a client came mm-hmm. to me and said, this is what I'm thinking, either what advice yeah. would I give them or what coaching questions would I ask them and exactly. flip it back round to to me. And yeah. I think it's a big thing I've learned. However, that it is hard. And this is why oh, you have a coach and I have a coach because you want yes. them to listen and repeat back to you. Do you know you're saying this through that entire? Yeah. And you're like, Really? Yeah. So, yes yeah, that and no. <laughs> importance of somebody to hold the mirror up is massive. Again, that's yeah. That's what I found more beneficial to me rather than the 
looking for a reason or the catalyst, you know, mm. in, in the past. Yeah. Actually holding the mirror up to say, Tim, this is what you've said you want. This is what you want to achieve. Mm. And this is how you're coming across. That's absolutely yeah. invaluable to me. Now, that that is a coaching mm. pro- process for me, definitely. I have yeah, yeah. friends and mentors who would also, you know, hold me accountable to that. And, you know, mm. for, for me, I look, there's, there's two big things I think I'd add as well that just massively helped me. One one is the work that I do. I could mm. see in that year when I, when I took that step to get that help, what I could see in that moment was I'd got to that point where I loved what I do. I'm really passionate about it. I really yeah. believe in it. I'd worked my ass off to get to the mm. point where internally I could say, yeah, I'm, I'm all right at this. I'm pretty good. I've, I've yeah. got results to demonstrate of what I do helps people. And I've got results to prove yeah. what I, I've done it with myself as a leader, for example. So what yeah. I realized is, I needed freedom. I, I couldn't have people mm-hmm. stopping me or organizational cultures getting in the way because I'm someone who gives mm-hmm. a shit. I really care about yeah. people and helping them, and I care about myself and wanting to be happy, mm-hmm. basically. I don't think that's selfish. Why Why wouldn't I want to be happy? So I throw <laughs> myself into my work. It's not a dress I, rehearsal, is it? Uh, no, no. <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah, so I, I've put everything into the work that I do, particularly the way I do it in terms of the authenticity piece and breaking the mold. Yeah. So, sorry to use the title on my book. And then the second bit for me oh, that I learned okay. is I'm really values-driven. It's really, really mm-hmm. important to me. A lot yeah. of that comes from my understanding of NLP because the reality is we're all actually values-driven. It just depends mm. on your level of awareness and understanding of it yeah. that heightens and how I, much value you put on it, pardon the pun. And are they your values or put on values? So uh, yes. I do um much as he, he's quite polarizing, um, Dr. John D. Martini's values. So I know mine from that, which I oh my goodness. For some reason Banjo has taken to um being a very I know, I love that your dog's in the background. Podcast. I love it. <laughs> He's currently, yeah, I don't know if you've heard him. It's like, I'm trying to quiet him down. He's, I think he, he wants to get in on it. Five minute mark of each podcast recording. It's so bad. <laughs> if I lock him out, you'll hear him crying through the door, so I can't win. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, so Martini's values factor is yes. absolutely awesome as well for that, getting your real values as opposed to the put on yeah. ones. So you, yeah, you and that was. Life changes, doesn't it? massive and I think I always I always knew I was very values driven and 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 this isn't from a point of view of let's take them over high ground like I said and and like the work you're talking about there it was that understanding of when I am really happy and confident it's because I'm surrounded by people who Mm. respect my values and I'm able to live up to my values without it being challenged or dismissed conversely when I'm really negative and down, I'm surrounded by people who mm. don't respect those values and don't live up to their own values. So the organization I was yeah. in in 2018 is just a perfect demonstration of lack of integrity. And integrity is mm. off the scale important to me. I, it, important if you say you. you're going to do something, do it. It's it's really, really yeah. important to me. So when I'm surrounded by people who don't do that, who take the piss basically, mm. I can't handle that. I, it makes it very hard. So no, I've learned that it's really important to me. But then what I've learned, a big, big help to me is having the confidence. And, and this is a this was a breakthrough for me 
because uh, I've, yeah. I've now switched this. So I'd come away from experiences that were negative for me and working with people or just engaging with people mm. that uh, conflicted with my values. And I kind of come away and blame myself and beat myself up and think about, I should have done this, I should have done that. And what I've learned is to be able to flip that now and recognize mm-hmm. actually their attitudes and behaviors reflect on them. All I yes. can do is choose to live up to what I stand for and choose in response my attitudes and behaviours to be the ones Mm -hmm. that I can walk away from that situation and go, that's okay. Dan might have behaved this way. I'm happy Mm -hmm. that my attitude and behaviours were right for me and live up to what I stand for. And if that means I walk away, I don't know who Dan is, by the way, and mine and Dan's relationship is broken. I'm sure he's lovely. I'm sure he is. I'm all right with that. Yeah. You know, whereas years ago yeah. I was probably and, seeking Dan's approval or seeking validation, whereas yes. the yeah. massive twist, the shift for me through coaching is actually I can't impose my values on other people. All I no, can do is choose cannot. to respond based on my own values and then I can go to bed at yeah. night, I can wake up tomorrow and go, even if I lose that work with that client, am I happy? My attitudes and behaviors yeah, align to okay. what I stand for, move on. Yeah. And the power of that, the first time for me, is massive. Is huge, yes. Yeah. The, the first time I fired a client. Oh, so yeah. liberating. When you realize, like, this isn't what I want to be doing, so I'm not lighting yeah. up. And they're yeah. disrespecting me. They're not hitting, you know, my values and that sort of thing. Um, but I found, uh, I mean, it was interesting reading his book. But, you know, so many, I mean, these won't shock you. It's about speaking. It's about being heard. It's about being building a community. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. about fun. It's about freedom with a, a dollop of authenticity, of course. And it's like if I do those five things, I am so happy. Yes. But I think it's what I've seen you do is what I've done over the 12 years. I took a leap of faith and started my business and then started healing. In retrospect, I would have healed and then started my business, just saying, <laughs> but, you know. Um, but it might have been a bit easier. But, you know, throw myself in the deep end. But it sounds like you've gone from that actually being unsure and full of self-doubt and taking responsibility for stuff that wasn't yours, you've moved into the, I like what I'm doing. I'm liking myself doing this. You're starting to like yourself and therefore attract clients that really respect that. And then you're doing this exciting work. So it's, yes, you've you've had quite a shift there. Massively. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I probably never stopped to think about that actually. Yeah. I, I know that today the work I'm doing that brings me so much joy. You know, it, it truly is. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not a workaholic or anything like that. I just, to me, that going in a room and I, I, either as a speaker on mm. stage or running team coaching sessions or working mm. one-to-one as an exec coach, I just love it. I absolutely mm. buzz off it. And yeah. I found that that's such a big part of shifting away from that depression. Now, I, I, yeah. a, a, a way for me overcoming my depression is I accept I will have it for the rest of my life. And that's because I don't want it to surprise me at some point and also to keep me motivated that this is an ongoing battle. I'll have it for the rest of my life. And that's okay. I'm all right with that because what that does is motivate me to keep developing. Maybe it's it's a challenge, less of a battle. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Because that sounds less exhausting. But it's also, it's a signal to you that you're not doing the things that light you up because actually it happened even though you were doing the work in a place where you weren't respected. There wasn't integrity, yeah. you know, your high values. Yes. So actually maybe it's just a, whoa, I'm starting to feel this. Well, wh- where, what piece isn't sitting right? Yes. What I'm doing, what's not in my value set? What's going on yeah. here? 
Yeah, Turns you're right. It's that a nice little flag awareness. to go, uh, hello, I'm just letting you know I'm here. What's not right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the red the red flare going up. And there's also a bit of me with that in terms of me saying, Tim. yeah. This is yeah, back it is. to it's again. Like hitting me on the back of the head kind of thing. Yeah. A big reason, the other reason why I've said to myself, it's okay that I'll have depression for the rest of my life is because when, when I first beat it, I'll do that in inverted commas, yeah. I then got complacent and I and I, I told myself, that's it, I'm all right now. You know, I, I probably had, I don't know, three or six months without any really, really bad mm. uh, episodes. And, and then when yeah. it came back, oh, wow, was that hard. You know, that mm-hmm. was like everything uh, times 10 that I'd experienced before for a shorter period. So that, and a part of that was me going, yeah, why have I been such an idiot? Of course I haven't beaten it. It's always going to come back. What I have to do is be consistent in the habits that help me, the exercising, the meditating, yeah. doing the work that I love doing, living up to what I stand for, You know, spending the time with people who I love and bring me joy, yeah. doing the things that I love doing and bring okay. me joy. I have to ask, Tim Roberts, I can't imagine you meditating. Did it take a while for you to get to do that or is your swimming meditation? Uh, no, it's it's mindfulness. No, uh, do you know what? Um, so you I took to it. You... Oh, so God, yeah, I took to it so like, well. We've run over. I normally do 30 minutes and we've already run over. But <laughs> how was it? Did you Were you able to find stillness? Like was yes. that easy for you to do that? To, oh, I'm yeah. impressed. I love, I, I love mindfulness. Yeah. And so uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I got introduced it through me NLP through the wonderful Jimmy Petrucci. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, typical of me, like I said before, I got an idea, ran with it, went and got qualified in it, read every bloody book on it, you know, signed up to Headspace, yeah. and I love it. And, yeah. I, and now I, I can do it. I always joke that I can do it on a train. Uh, I sometimes do it, you know, I stop in a car park when I'm about to go into work. I'll do it in there. I do it in the toilets. For Five, ten two minutes. minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. My, my practice oh, yeah. is 10 minutes a day and then I do it when I need it. Yeah. So I did probably one minute before I joined this podcast because it's just that stillness. Maybe, maybe like you say, Still because breathing. I have high energy, maybe that mm. allows me, to, that, that stopping, that stillness mm. allows me to put the high energy into the right place. You know, maybe before I yeah. do mindfulness mm. and, you know, I learned when I was in those really bad depressive moments the, the mindfulness mm. okay some days it it, it it didn't work because but that's just because it was so intense and nothing was going to work yeah. other than getting through the day so yeah i absolutely love mindfulness i recommend it to everybody to my friends oh, so cool. yeah i'm a huge yeah. paid up no, it's just, member I mean, of it, it. Took me, yeah it took me ages to be able to sit still and meditate it was really and now of course yeah <laughs> it's like a given you know it's something that I do quite a lot so but I also I mean I just do it walking banjo as well like it's that yeah, yeah, yeah. the mind wander and have no judgment of it yes. I get all my best ideas and that kind of thing yeah now if people wish to get in touch with Tim Roberts and obviously yeah. mention that they heard you here on the podcast so that you get excited. <laughs> um, where's the best place? What's the – is it the old LinkedIn? You have a website. What's easy? Yeah, the best place would be LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm Tim Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my company, my coaching company is called Enthuse Coaching. So you could go to my website, enthusecoaching.com. But yeah, yeah. the best place, follow link, me, course, connect yeah. with me on LinkedIn. Uh, and yeah. yeah, the book is available in all good bookstores, Amazon, Waterstones. And it's called which is again, called, just in case. Uh, break the Mold. They missed it. Uh, break the Mold for you, you said it there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. You just uh, wish bits in the middle there. So <laughs> break the mold volume one. Oh, that means yes. there's a volume two. Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, actually, this, just by pure uh, twist of timing, uh, this weekend I'm taking myself off to a hotel room in Birmingham for four days <sighs> to start the writing process uh, in earnest. So I've got all my ideas. I've got the structure. Because I found when I wrote the first book, and again, maybe this is around the the, the everything yep. we've been talking about, really. I found I had to just disappear mm. for a few days because I couldn't yeah. do an hour here, an hour there. And uh, mm. I, that maybe the writing is almost also a bit of meditation for me because when I'm in that zone of oh, writing and I've got music lovely. on, oh my God, I'm so happy. Yeah. So, so yeah, by oh, pure twist of timing, uh, oh. starting later this week. Yeah. So, amazing. Yeah. It's coming. Yes, definitely. Exciting. I, I, I cannot write with music on. I'm impressed you can. I have, have Really? Oh, no. no I mean, I'm crying. obsessed with music. It, it, it's obviously my it book, I you. use a lot of lyrics. So, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah music is the, uh, the life Amazing. for me. It's just you will find yeah. the second one easier. The first book is the hardest. I found writing the memoir after having written one, it's like, I know I can do it now. So it's like yeah. the words flow more easily. Or I don't, I, if it's a bit's not working, I just go and start something else. And then I come back to the bit that wasn't working yeah. and figure it all out. It's like a puzzle, isn't it? So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope Exciting. you're right. I hope oh, you're I right. I, I believe you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I sense I might be getting a call on Sunday. Yeah, liar. <laughs> yeah, on Sunday morning. I've been up all night. You said this was easy. <laughs> And it'll be like 6 a.m. or something horrible. But anyway, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Roberts. Thank you so, thank so you. much. Thank you. Always a pleasure, Katrina. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Damage of Words. How brave, how vulnerable. All to inspire listeners like you to take a step or inspire others to take a step. Imagine what healing we could create if we normalize this conversation. So please pass this on and, of course, subscribe so we can do just that. Until next time, thank you.